What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. All right. So, last week, well, no, a couple of weeks ago, I had asked a question, and um, it was pertaining to why is it so difficult for husbands and wives to basically obey God? In that, in that, if if we are to love our wives as Christ loved the church, and uh, if we are to submit unto our husbands as unto the Lord, why is that so difficult? And I think I think I found the the, the reason. I think I found the reason, and I think it's in one John four, and um, verse eighteen. It says, "There is no fear in love." There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. There is no fear in love. That's 1 John 4, 18 through 9. Well, sorry, 1 John 4, verse 18. 1 John 4, verse 18. He says there is no fear in love. So, So the question, the question, why is it so difficult? I would submit to you, brother, because we fear. We fear. And you got to ask, what does that really mean, right? What does that mean? What does that really mean? What are we fearing? And I think it's, it's also interesting where it says perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. And then it says, the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Isn't that interesting? Like, fear is causing your love to be incomplete. You can't fully do it because you're fearing. What are you fearing exactly? But it says, perfect love drives out fear. Meaning, meaning, if if you're completely loving, then you ain't fearing. You ain't fearing. Interesting thing came up. I I, I recall the first relationship that was a uh, or the second relationship, first relationship among men that was introduced in the scripture. Um, and I came upon something very interesting. And it reads: This is between the first relationship, though, but it was as a result of something that happened between the second relationship, meaning the relationship among men. But the first relationship among a man, something was interesting that that had happened. And it says, but the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And he answered, the man answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Now, now, I didn't go into all of the the word nomenclature and definition, so to speak. But I would submit to you that this word afraid and that word fear are synonymous. And they're synonymous. We're just gonna go with that. But it but he but what is he saying? He says, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. I was afraid because I was exposed 
so I hid. I was exposed, so I hid. What do you mean you were exposed? You caught me. <laughs> you caught me. You caught me, so I hid. What? You got me. I, you, you, you knew that something wasn't right, and I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't undo what was, was it right? I couldn't undo it. I couldn't undo it, so I hid. It was all out there in the opening. I was afraid of you seeing me for what I really was, a fraud, so I hid. I tried to cover it up by hiding. Isn't that interesting? I mean, isn't that interesting? Like, so, 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 let's go back. 1 John 4, perfect love drives out fear. Fear of what? Fear of what? What are you fearing exactly? It says, and then there was another thing that was interesting. He said, I'm going to pull this back up so I don't have to keep. I'm going to go from one tab to the next. Perfect love drives out fear. But where there is fear, he says something in, in, in the light of punishment. You remember that? Something in the light of punishment. Verse 18, he says, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Fear has right. to do with punishment. Now, think about that. If you go back to Adam and what he said and what John is saying, it just sounds like they're talking about something very similar. One was in the act of doing something, right? But John is speaking of something. If you are loving perfectly, you're not fearing. You're not fearing or worrying about punishment because fear, you see what I'm saying? Fear has to do, go ahead. I was saying you obey it. Right. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? But fear has something to do with punishment. I am afraid of punishment. And you would think since you were so afraid of punishment, you would obey, right? Right. Not so. Not so. You know what I'm saying? Not so. I'm not afraid of, of, of getting punished in the sense that I'm going to obey, right? No, no, no. I'm afraid of getting punished in the sense that I'm going to hide. I got to cover it up. I can't let people see this. I don't want to be ridiculed for what I really am. There's something different in that. There's something different in that. Because when you go back to Adam, when he says, I heard you. I heard you in the garden. I heard you. I knew I knew you were there. I knew you were aware. I mean, it's just really, if you dive into that, he's really saying, I knew you were aware of what happened. I knew it. You wouldn't have called me otherwise. You wouldn't have said, where are you? I heard you creeping up in the garden. I wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? I knew you were aware of what happened. So I didn't want you to fully see what happened. I'm a fraud. That's the thing. I am a fraud. What are you saying, Corey? What am I really saying? I'm saying we become very, very protective of our ugly. 
That's what I'm saying. We become protective of our ugly. And when somebody tries to expose it, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We try to hide it. We're not going to let you expose our ugly to the extent that we're going to call you out on your ugly. We're going to say things about you before you can even say it about us because we don't want you looking or exposing who we really are. We don't want it to be seen. We don't want it to be spotted, especially out in public, not out in public. And in private, we don't want you bringing it up. Now, if I'm by myself, then okay, I can be ugly all by myself. Ain't nobody seeing me. But when somebody in there with me, and they see my ugly. Oh, now I see my ugly, but don't you see my ugly? But I'm in the house with you. I got to see it, sweetheart. I'm in there with you. I got to see it. Now, you can't hide it when I'm in the house with you. You might try, husband. You might try, but I see it. It's hard for me not to see it. I see it, and it reeks. I smell it. It reeks. I smell it. Ugh. Sometimes I'll be trying to move around from it, but I can't. Because, I, because I'm, I'm with you. Isn't that interesting? Husbands and wives and people that are connected in, in some type of relationship, you get to see the ugly more often than not. Mama knows. Mama raised you. Mama changed your diapers. She knows you. You can't hide your ugly from mama. You can't. Children, you can't hide your ugly from your mother. mother sorry. Mothers can't hide their ugly from their children. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, Pop, he say, be careful what you say around your children. <laughs> he say, be careful what you say around your children because, you know what I mean, they'll make, they'll make a lie out of it. And, and also, they're going to expose what you really are. Right? And what do you mean by that? Well, one time he said he, he, his daughter was sick. Uh, and so he had to stay home with his daughter. And so he called, he called off and said he was sick. Now, his daughter heard him say all of that when he called in to his job. And his daughter came in and said, well, Daddy, you, you're not sick. He said, yeah, baby, I had, I had to call off, you know, so I could be home with you, right? So, so his daughter was like, but you're not sick, though. He said, but, yeah, baby, I had to call off so that I could be home with you, right? And he didn't want to take a vacation day. And then so, so, so then he get a phone call, and then they answer the phone, the daughter does, and the daughter says, everybody, you know, I'm going with this. The daughter says, oh, he's sick. <laughs> but he's not really sick, though. He said he's sick. He said he was sick. So they basically repeating what you said, but you're not really sick. Now, you, you, now they lying because you lying. In other words, they're picking up on your habits, right? And, and, and what am I getting at? He's saying, be careful what you say around your children because they're going to expose you for what you really are. So what am I getting at? Let me get back to really what I'm getting at. I'm getting at this. Fear, this being afraid to be exposed, prevents me from doing what God is telling me to do. Because I don't want to be exposed. See, I don't want to go out on a limb and then my imperfections be seen. That I don't really know how to love you perfectly. I don't really know how to treat you in a manner that God really is, is wanting me to treat you. I don't really know how. I don't want that to actually show up. I don't want it to show up. I don't want it to be seen. So, so, so because I don't want it to be seen, I don't really want to do it. I don't want to do it fully. I'm afraid that when I get exposed for who I really am, then I'm going to get hurt. 
somebody's going to point it out. Somebody's going to say something. They're going to say something. They, if I, if I, and you think about that though, brother. If I'm submitting to you, if I'm submitting to you wholeheartedly, I'm submitting. I'm wholeheartedly. I'm committed to you. I'm doing everything within my power to do for you as unto the Lord. And you, you don't see that, right? You don't really. You matter of fact, you look at it and and it's nothing. What does that really do to you? Now, that's like a real, real question. Like, how does that really affect you as your person, your character? You're loving your wife like Christ loves you, loving this woman, dying for this woman, laying down your life for this woman, and this woman is could care less. And what? You ain't doing nothing. Matter of fact, she said, you ain't doing nothing for me. <laughs> how does that really affect you? Like, what does that do to you? What What is that? do to you directly or in even indirectly. Might hurt your feelings. Right? You might make you feel worthless. Like you've done all of this for this person and this person doesn't even care. They don't care. I I don't care. So 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 you feel like I've wasted all of my time. I've wasted my energy on this person. Well have you? If mm-hmm. if it huh? Now, I was going to ask a question. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Ask. Who are we obeying? That's exactly what I was about to say. Who are we obeying, though? Why are we loving? Why are we loving? We're loving because, as verse 19 says in one John, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. I'm not loving you. I'm not dedicating myself to you. I'm not giving my all to you because I want you to esteem me because of my love. Now, you got to get that. I'm not doing this for you because I want you to esteem me because of my love. God isn't loving us because he wants us to esteem him because of his love. No, that ain't why he's doing it. Why is he doing it? He's doing it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. He's doing it because he just wants us. And if I were to go a little bit, push it, he's doing it because he just wants to love us. <laughs> That's how he's doing it. He wants us, but on top of that, he wants to love us. That's why he's doing it. He's not doing it so that you can do it back. No, no. He's loving you. Because he wants to love you. He wants to love you because he wants. It's a process of, we talked about this last week. It's a process of constantly giving. It's a, it's a giving. But see, when I, am, when I am in fear, when I am in fear, I can't give. I can't, I can't give. Why? Why can't I give when I am in fear? Because I'm afraid I'm not going to get a return. I'm afraid I'm going to get overlooked. I'm afraid it's not going to be appreciated. I'm afraid. I am afraid. I am afraid. And that's where that punishment comes in. I am afraid. Something is going to happen to me if, if, if I do all of this and I go out on a limb 
Something's going to happen to me. I go out on this limb. I step out on that little thin limb. And I don't get it reciprocated. I just, I'm afraid of not getting it back. I'm afraid of not getting loved back. I'm afraid. But perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love says, it doesn't matter if you love me back. It doesn't matter. Now, I know that's difficult in relationships. And it goes beyond just, it goes beyond, obviously, it goes beyond just being married, right? It goes beyond it, right? Because your fellow man. What did you talk about last week? Loving your brother and your sister. It goes beyond just loving your spouse, your neighbor, somebody you don't hardly even know. Loving them. Why? Just loving them because. Just loving them because God created them. I love you because God created you. So I will share just because God created you without any fear, worrying about how you uh, give it to me. It doesn't matter. I don't even know you. I, I don't expect anything from you. I just want to share in any capacity that I possibly can, just so that you can be loved, just so that you can be loved. That's what love, that's what perfect love does. Perfect love just loves just so that it can love. But fear restricts that movement. Going back to Adam, fear restricts that movement. I was afraid. This is Genesis 3, 10. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. I hid from you, Lord. I didn't want you to see what I did. Why? Because I didn't want to get punished for being a fraud. I didn't want to get punished for being a fraud. I'm only loving in part. <laughs> but then I'm saying I'm loving you. I'm only loving you in part, but, but I'm saying I'm loving you. But I'm only loving in part, though. Why? I'm only loving in part because I'm afraid if I love you wholeheartedly, I'm not going to get it in return. This isn't a long, drawn-out discussion. It's not. It's really simple. But, it, but it's something that really penetrates it's something that really penetrates because we're all guilty of it, right? And it's not about me discussing it because we're guilty of it, but I want to bring it to the forefront of our minds. This very thing, I am afraid to love you wholeheartedly because I am afraid if I do, when I don't get it returned unto me, it's going to hurt my feelings. I'm going to feel worse. I'm going to feel like I wasted my time. I'm going to feel used. I'm going to feel all of these things, right? I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel whatever. But in your feelings, what does that really do for you? Nothing. Nothing, really. Because your feelings are hurt, what does it really do? Nothing. It doesn't do absolutely anything to you. It doesn't take away your health. It doesn't stop you from being able to see. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't stop your job from being there. It doesn't. It doesn't stop you from going to sleep. And you may you may not go to sleep because they hurt your feelings, but it doesn't stop you. That's your choice. I just can't get it out of my mind. I can't believe she did this to me. I was loving her. I loved her with all of my heart, mind, and my soul. I loved her with my money. I loved her. But she didn't love me back, so I, I can't go to sleep. No, man, you can go to sleep. You can still go to sleep. And I'm not tripping. I'm really not. I ain't tripping because I get it. I get it. Somebody cheat on you. I get it. That's devastating. It is. Absolutely is devastating. 
I mean, you you love this woman or whatever. All your heart and she cheats on you. Absolutely, that's devastating. It's devastating. But you weren't loving her for her not to cheat on you. You made a choice to love her. And honestly, because she cheated, you shouldn't stop loving her because she cheated. You love because God first loved you. God is what is he's teaching us how to love. He's teaching us how to love. And what am I getting at? All I'm getting at is this. If you're loving in fear, then you're not loving. You're loving in part. Your love is partial. If you're loving, expecting somebody to love you back, that is partial love. That is fearful love. You're loving in fear. It is in fear. I can only I can only yield as much as being yielded back. What does that say? Question. That's it. Go ahead. Question. Yes, sir. We love him because he first loved us. Yes. If I don't love him, how can I love you? You and you can't. And that's partial love. Right? Yeah. Because because if you go back to one John, if you go back to one John, because see, this is what what came first, the chicken or the egg. Right? And and we're gonna get up to this too. He says, Dear friends, this is verse seven. Let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You 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 read. Yeah, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his son. He sent his, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. Right? And then it went on to if anyone says he loves God and doesn't love his brother, then he ain't loving God. Right? So then it's directly correlated. You can't have one without the other. You can't say you're doing one without the other. You see what I mean? Right. Right? They, they're basically paired. You can't separate them. So when you ask that question, which is a great question, how can you love your brother if you don't love God? Right. Right. Because, because, because people play this game about loving God. Right. And people play the game about loving their brother. Right. You see, it's the same game. It's not a separate game. Whether you believe in God or not, the game is still the same. It's still the same game of love. Fearful love. There's no love apart from God. There's no love apart from God. But but your love is shown for God by you loving your brother. That's how it's shown. So you can't separate it. You can't take it out. You can't make it not be what it is. Right? Right. And what I'm here to, to share is this. We love in fear. Our love is not perfect. Our love is in fear. Right? right. That's why we yeah. can't do what God is telling us to do because we are loving fearfully. What does that mean? We don't want to be exposed oh, yeah. 
We don't want to be exposed. We don't. We hide. We like Adam. I'm gonna hide. I can't. I can't do it wholeheartedly. I can't. I can't do it wholeheartedly. So I gotta hide. I gotta. I gotta ration it out. I gotta ration it out because I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> Think about that. I don't want to get hurt. I can't go all in. I can't. I can't perfectly love my children because I don't want to get hurt. What's that mean? Can't even perfectly love your children. I can't, I can't, I can't perfectly love them. And nobody would say that, right? Because ultimately for the, your children, you feel like you're going to lay down your life, but not so. Not so. Not so. Some of us, some parents rob their children. They rob their children of God's love. They don't train them up in the admonition of God. They don't trust God enough to take care of them, so they rob them of it. They're in fear. They're in so much fear. I got to protect you. You can't even protect yourself. How are you protecting them? How? Please explain. I got to make sure I, I, I keep them shielded from all of the pain that's going to come through this world, but you can't protect yourself from it. Now, I know I'm getting a little deep in that. Right. But I'm just talking about God love. God love says, I'm going to love you in the light of I'm going to share with you the way God wants you to go. And then it's up to you and God to carry it out. You got to obey God just like I have to obey God. I can't get in other words, I can't get in the way of your relationship with God. I can't make myself be your God because I'm not. And that's the, that's the, that is the detriment that a lot of children have when it comes to their parents because their parents try to be their God, and they're not. You're not even God over your own self, so why are you trying to be God over your children? And that's what happens when it comes to all of our relationships. We try to be God over the relationship. It's like, what do you mean by that? Simply that. We try to control the pace of the relationship. If does that make sense? If if I ration out my love, then I expect you to act a certain way because I'm rationing out this love of mine. I'm rationing it out. I did this for you. And notice when it comes to our love, it's all about what I did for you. I did this for you. I did that for you. What would you do for me? Does that make sense? I did this. I did that. What did you do for me? Because that's how we measure our love. And then God says, I died for you. I made a way for you to be with me eternally. He died for us. Now, now put that in perspective. I'm, 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 I'm approaching completion, but put that in perspective, right? A person, and not only, they like really put it in perspective because he died and then he got up, right? So he just stayed dead, right? But what he did, what he did was this. He took the punishment that we were afraid of getting. He took it. I'm going to take this punishment for you. That's where the fear comes from. Exactly. He, he took the punishment for us, right? Put that in perspective. He took, and, and just, right, let's, let's make it into layman's terms. Your brother says, you did this, like your earthly brother. You did this. But you know what? I'm going to take that spanking for you. 
I don't want you to get spanked. I can take the spanking. I'm going to take the spanking. And as a matter of fact, every time you do something wrong, I'm going to take the spanking. Your brother says that to you. He does that for you. He says, I'm going to take your spanking. Every time you do something wrong, I'm going to take your spanking. And then your brother probably going to be like, cool. But if y'all are little kids, he's going to be like, why would you do that? And then your retort would be, because I love you. And then his retort would possibly be something like, I love you too, but I'm not going to take a spanking for you. <laughs> right? But then, but then you, being the bigger brother, would try to explain to him something, something in, in probably the light of this, maybe. You would say, well, bro, I'm taking this spanking for you because I don't want you to get punished because I don't think you could recover from it. So I'm going to take it. But I'm only doing it in light of this. You would love me back to the extent that you're not going to do something to cause my parents, our parents, to spank me because you do love me. Does that make sense? He's showing him how to sacrifice in the midst of him sacrificing. Does that make sense? I'm trying to do something for you so that you can see how to return it to me. And, the, and how do you do it? By sacrificing. It is, a, it is a process of reciprocity that says, I don't have to get anything from this. I just want you to know how to do it. I just want you to know how to do it. It ain't about me getting anything from it. I just want you to know how to do it. I'm going to keep taking that spanking as long as you, even if you love me or not, I'm going to keep taking that spanking. And this is what God is doing for us. And the flesh, he's taking that spanking every time, every time, that whipping. That's what he did. I'm taking the spanking for you because I just want you to know how to do it. I just want you to know how to love in a manner that just loves. It just shares. See, fear says, oh, I'm going to get a spanking. But then Jesus says, no, I'm not going to keep getting a spanking because I'm going to get elevated in glory. You're not going to keep getting a spanking. At one point, at some point in time, I'm going to take you from this. I'm going to remove you from the situation. At some point in time, yeah, your baby brother's going to actually have to get the spanking. I might die from all of these spankings. I don't know. And then eventually there won't be anybody else there to take the spanking for him. And he's just going to get spanked, right? And then he's going to have to, to bear that spanking, right? But while I'm here, I can take that spanking. I'm not worried about it. I know where I'm going. I'm good. I know where I'm going. I know this is deep, man. This is, this, this is deeper than what I initially thought it was going to be. But I know where I'm going. Baby, I know where I'm going. I can love you. I can love you, baby. I know where I'm going. Husband, I can love you. I can submit to you. I know where I'm going. I can submit to you. I could just give, right? right? I could yeah. just give. Okay. I know where I'm going. I could just give. It ain't about me. It's about me showing you how to do it. And if you already know how to do it, then guess what? We link up and we show other couples how to do it, right? We link up. We show other couples how to do it. We show other couples how to just sacrifice. That's, that's what perfect love does. But fear says, well, it ain't a sacrifice, it's a compromise. Big difference. Because the compromise says, where I don't do 
in certain cases, you don't do in certain cases. But a sacrifice, the sacrifice doesn't get benefited. The lamb that was slaughtered, it didn't win. It got eight. It got eight. Sorry. It didn't it didn't win. But a compromise says I get a little bit, you get a little bit. We both benefit in some form of fashion. But love says I may not benefit. You may be the only one benefiting. Only to a certain extent. Because if you don't get it, meaning meaning, if you don't get how to love from it, then your benefit is only conditional. It's only temporary. But when you know how to love sacrificially, oh, your benefit is eternal because you're going to reap something that you never, ever imagined. I mean, I'm done. I'm done. I mean, it's, I'm done. I knew you got something to say, brother. I, I'm done. I mean, it's I really all I said was the same thing over and over again. It's like the, the, we could take a lot out of Adam in his right. relationship with Eve if you just measure right. it, right? If you measure but it, it, but it's the thing about it. I mean, this this whole thing about love. I mean, the whole thing about love. If God is love, see that that that's the key to the whole thing. And love tells you to love, and you have a problem with doing that, and hey. Says you in fear. We love him because he first loved us. He showed us what love is. Yep. And and, and since he's invisible, we're it as far as witnesses go. Yep. What love is. Yep. We're the only way you can see it. And it's the unconditional, and it's the unconditional of the love that makes it unique, special. Makes it godlike. Right. Makes it godlike. Because you're not fearing. Right. You're not fearing. And that's a real thing though. Like I I like I'm not trying to beat it over the head, but it's it's a real thing. Right? We can't even pretend like it's not a real thing. It's a real thing. Somebody just said something about you and namely somebody you say you love and you like you're taken by it. Oh, I thought you were. You're supposed to be my friend, my brother. My sister, supposed to be my my wife, my husband. Why would you say such a thing? And right? She, and she and she loved don't even keep keep take count of that. No, God doesn't. Huh? God doesn't. I'm saying, but the act of love. Yes. Ignores. The act of love. Yes. Yeah. But we don't though. Oh, that's because I mean, we that's because we that's we keep disobeying. Yes, we love in fear. Right, we 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 do conditional love. We love in fear, right? So you have to right. go ahead. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, no, 
You're absolutely right. And and that's what we got to stop doing. You 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 because bring it because what, the... what what we're teaching is how to love in fear. And that is what we're teaching. And it is what we're teaching. And and this is what's in the forefront of our relationships. Right? right. And and get it though. You you're bringing it to the light. Because right. see Get this, though, brother. This is, this is real talk. I'm going to bring Adam back into this because I'm not bringing this up as a handicap. It's not a handicap. But I bring Adam to the, to the forefront of this for this reason. Adam didn't want to take the punishment. Right. Why not? He did it. Does that make right. sense? Right. You see what I'm saying? Let me, let me say it again, too. Let me say it in this light. I began by saying, I can't love you perfectly. I can't. I'm not, I'm not capable of. But with God in me, I can love you perfectly. But guess what? <laughs> they might not think it's perfect. So then when they're calling you out on what God sees as perfect love, but they see as imperfect love, then what are you doing about it? Why not just take it? That makes sense? Why not just take it? You already know you're not perfect. So then why aren't you just taking them calling you out on your imperfect love? Right. <laughs> you, does that make sense? Yeah, but you know it's imperfect. Yes. Why not just accept <laughs> the fact that they calling you out on it since you already know it's imperfect? Why not accept it? Right. See, this is what I'm getting at. Adam hid when he was exposed. Why are we hiding? Yeah. Why? We're just exposed. Fear. And, and what you're hiding behind ain't hiding. It ain't hiding. They still see it. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I'm going to go back. Somebody lives with you now. They're calling you out on it. They're pointing it out. You like this. You like that. Why are you even arguing with them? You know what you like. <laughs> That's Are you understanding what I'm saying now? You know what you like. You already knew this before they moved in. Why are you mad at them? Because they're calling you out on it. Don't be mad. <laughs> Accept it. You're exposed, bro. You're exposed, sister. You got an attitude problem. You got a, a funky attitude. Your mouth is running. You run your mouth a lot. Why are you mad? Because they pointed it out. Why? You already know this. Perfect love drives out fear. Fear of what? Somebody calling you out on it? No. Accept it. You know I am like that. But now you're preparing a lie. Exactly. Because that's what Adam was doing. He hid. <laughs> I'm hiding. I don't want you to see my vulnerabilities. I don't want you to see. Why not? They're there to be exposed. Why are you covering it up? There's no point. There's no point. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm getting at. The fear of somebody calling you out on it. Let them. Already called out. Let them. Accept it. Yes, this is who I am. And I, yes. Because, see, this is why we can't love one another the way Christ loved us. This is why we can't submit, because we are afraid of being called out on our dirt. We don't want the dirt to be seen. We got dirt, brother. We're not God. That's why I say, yes, God's 
Yeah, of course. But me, I'm not God. God is in me, right. absolutely. Absolutely. But, but what about all those, what about, Corey, what about all those at, at, attitudes in uh, Matthew chapter 5? What happened to them? They all flew the coop? No, they didn't. They didn't. Here again. Here again. How I see things and how God sees things, totally different. What did he say about David? Who said, say it? Oh, okay. But what did David do? A whole lot of bad things. A whole lot of stuff. But did God take it away? No. No. Why? Because David never stopped being a man after God's heart. Right. He never stopped. He never stopped. He never got beside himself. After he realized after he realized what he did, what did he do? He repented. When he realized what he did, he repented. He repented. He acknowledged it. He didn't try to hide it. But isn't there some isn't there some repentance somewhere in here for us? Exactly. But are we? Or or are we hiding? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, we got big leaves. That's what I'm saying. See, this is another thing that I'm getting at. I'm getting at this. I, I seek to love the way God loves me. But I yeah. know, I know it ain't there, brother. You see what I'm saying? I know it ain't there. But one thing about it is when somebody points it out, I'm not going to sit there and be like and fighting against you. Right. right, but 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 I want to. Don't get me wrong. I want to, and I might go back and forth with you a couple times before God be like, "But you know that's you, right?" And I, I <laughs> you're right, Lord. That's me. So then, so then, when love says, "Okay, that's me," now this is the kicker. Are you gonna keep loving them? No. Meaning, right. when they call you but, out on it, to deny yourself. Are you gonna keep? Now you getting it? Are you gonna keep loving them? No. Or are you going to be in fear? Or are you going to say, I, I, mm, mm, mm. they called me out on this. I can't love mm, mm, No, you're going to say that about me when I'm loving you? Oh, no. I can't love you like that no more then. Because you're trying to call me out on my stank. What about your stank? Right? Because that's the first thing we want to do. Somebody call you out on yours, then you got to call them out on theirs. But why? When they call you out on yours, why can't you just accept it? Well, why can't they just accept it? But this ain't about them. This is about you loving. <laughs> this whole discussion is about you loving, not them loving, you loving. And gets lost in the shuffle. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Because see, because see, this is how God loves us. But then we don't sacrifice for him. What did I go back to my analogy? I'm going to take this spanking to show you how to do it. I'm going to keep taking this spanking to show you how to do it. And I'm hoping you will love me enough aback so that I won't have to get the spanking. But we know that ain't the case. Jesus keeps getting the spanking. He keeps getting put back on the cross. We can't just have a relationship with him in matrimony. We can't go on our honeymoon. No, we can't because we keep putting him back on the cross. Because we keep, we keep looking and saying, uh-uh. They did this to me. I'm going to do this to them. And not just in our spousal relationships, right? In our neighborly relationships, in our brotherly relationships, in our working relationships. 
you did this to me, I'm going to do this to you. What John is getting at, he's not getting at you loving perfectly in the sight of yourself. Right? What he's getting at is you absorbing the fact that you're not perfect in your love. You're not perfect. So when people call you out on your stank, are you going to stop loving them? Are you going to stop sacrificing? Are you going to stop doing unto them as God would have you to do unto them because are they you, called you are, are you going to change your intent? Are you going to change your intent? Are you going to start loving in fear now? I can only ration it out. I can only give it as much as you give it. When you say something about me, okay, well, I got to say something about you too. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 This is loving in body, right? This is in body love. You're in your body, and you're absorbing the blows when you're imperfect. You're absorbing them. You're taking the spanking so that they know how to take the spanking. I'm trying to teach you how to take the spanking. Trying to get spanked, you got to get spanked. Adam could have took that spanking, brother. He didn't have to hide. He could have took it. He could have taken it. But Jesus had to come down and take it because Adam didn't want to take it. He preferred to hide. He didn't want to love God back. <laughs> yeah, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.